write about Trying to figure out what it's all about Excellentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know That was the great sounds of Watts with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself Preston with my partner in crime, Long Island raised, Elm City made, EZ Blues is in the building. Easy Blues, who is blessing us again on our show? Go right ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, when I tell you it's all about the work you put in, you can start off in one particular part of a career and grow and build and transform your brand into another part. And then from there, grow and build and transform into another, into another, into another. We were honored and blessed to have him on the show before talking about what it was just like getting involved and crowdfunding for a movie that is now on the doorsteps of being premiered at the Klein Theater. I want you to think about that. That's a theater we pass on an everyday basis. There's been incredible stuff that has happened there. There has been film festivals there. And this is a moment in your own hometown where you get to highlight your art and who you are. For that alone, we would have this man on the show. But on top of that, he's also a phenomenal human being. So I want you to put your hands together, not if you're driving. If you're driving, please keep your hands at 10 and 2. We don't need any accidents. But mentally, keep your hands together for the amazing... Edwin Escobar, brother, how have you been? Thank you, thank you, man. I've been good, man. I'm uh, one week away from the premiere, man. From uh, you know, started this thing in March. Uh, well, we started raising money in February. Uh, in March, we're filming, and uh, and here we are about to premiere at the Climb Memorial, which was the goal. You know, I saw you guys at the Bridgeport Film Fest. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. and that's when my uh, executive in charge, Sheldon brought up the idea and I was like, I'm, I'm intimidated. I don't even want to ask. Because we asked other places and they were like, oh, two hours will be $8,000. I'm like, yeah, goodbye. So it, it was like intimidating to all these places, you know, and the size of 1400 seat theater, but they're a nonprofit. Uh, they keep separated from the political, you know, the, the town, even though the town does own it. Mm -hmm. uh, but they made the process pretty straightforward, man. And once they gave us numbers and, and they and they really had the doors open, there was no red tape, there was no backdoor deals. Uh, there was none of the stuff that sometimes happens in this industry that's like turns you off. And, you know, uh, Fred mm -hmm. and, and uh, Lawrence from, they've been more than great. And they really supportive and they gave us a good idea of how to kind of, uh, you know, being our first time dealing with that size of a venue. Uh, we're not event planners. You know, I'm a, I'm a creative but with the team I have, we here we are a week away from really doing it at a historical place with a real, real screen, the right sitting for what we're about to do. And it's going to be an exciting day. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. Yes, yes. Now, see, this is and for, for those that are that are just tuning in and listening, we're mm -hmm. talking about the release of your film Left. Um, which the first time you were on the show, we were talking about, you know, raising the money for it, raising the capital for it and kind of the idea behind it. But now understanding and seeing you guys at uh, the Bridgeport Film Festival, it is such a beautiful concept. And it is it is it is kind of has a similar feeling to why The Exorcist is such a scary movie, because it's based in so much reality. Nice. Um, and it plays on so many incredible stigmas. Um, and I feel that that same type of aspect. Can you give just a little bit, a little bit of a teaser, you know, just a, a little 
a little rub, no tug, just a little rub, and and <laughs> and let people truly know a little bit about you know this film and you know what it's like to debut it. So so the film itself is about a young man who um, his father who has dementia turns up missing from his home. Uh, they don't have like the best relationships, so she he goes home. Uh, away from the big city to like an isolated home where he grew up. And then he starts to question his own reality because he's starting to face some of the things from his childhood uh, up to the point where he starts losing his grip on what's real and what's not. And that's what we're going to leave until you see it. But um, it, it is based on what I assume meant, uh, uh, dementia feels like when you start losing a grip on your identity and your thoughts and your ideas. And now you don't really know what's real. Um, so that's the overall concept of the film. Uh, it is, it's not a documentary. It's not. It doesn't talk directly about dementia per se, but it does deal with someone, a child, his dad going through it, wandering off, and uh, and another eight characters that interact because you know when you when you have this uh, mental disease, uh, it affects everybody around you, especially mm -hmm. if you were the one that used to lead. And used to be like, like for example, my grandmother's an inspiration for it. Um, and she was, she was in it. She's in the film. And she was lucid in March. And she passed away in, in July. And it was like a big, big, big decline. Uh, so everybody's affected by it. So we it was able to finish the movie strong. Uh, but it, it is kind of showcasing what it might feel like to just lose your identity. Hmm. Well, first and foremost, before we go any further, condolences on the loss of your grandmother, yeah, like on a, on a, on a real basis, like that's yeah. uh, that's 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 some real painful stuff right there. But you know, as what's really interesting is you know they talk about how and not I can't even get into it because it's it's kind of like the it's kind of like the ah uh, <laughs> take your time of take your, your time. movie. I want to talk about it, but I know that I want people to go see it first. Yeah, it's not a lot of spoilers. It does get like you have to kind of see it. Um, but yeah, it, it does make you. And again, I'm glad we accomplished the the misdirection that I wanted to implement, and not mm -hmm. too much because then you can lose your viewer too. They just might be too lost to even uh, stay invested. But uh, I think we did a really good job with keeping people like, what was happening here? Wait, is that who I think it was? Or so mm -hmm. th that's the stuff that I that I want the people to react like, and I think we got it. it's not a jump scare, it's not a um, you know, gory slasher. It, it is purely suspense, psychological thriller. Hmm. I love um just the scenery of it, um, just where you like picked like different um places where the film should be. And everything like I know it's like like all local, but like where you had it, just the scenery and just like where you changed like different parts with the actors was very impressive. Uh, what, what we saw at the Bridgeport Film Festival, um, yeah, oh, definitely, you're welcome. And um, I just love the fact that like the I don't want to give out too much of what was going on into the movie, but the whole investigative scene when they are just like seeing the whole crime area. And everything like that, it was like all one room and different amount of scenes, but you really don't know it just the way you were playing with the camera, you know. Right, and really good camera work was good into it. Easy, you good with us? Yes, okay. yeah, I'm cool. fine. 
it kind of felt like I was in the movie. Yeah. You were going up, yeah. top, around, all around yeah. in circles. That's great really marketing, guys. Right great marketing. Definitely. You know, that's it really is great marketing. I felt like I was for. in the film. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. I really did. That's what I was going for. But no, <laughs> I was about to give away the twist ending, and and, yeah. and the censors were like, no, delete him, delete him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, what, what's what's super, and, and what I loved about it is just, again, how mm-hmm. real of a topic it is. And it is, you know, when we're, we're especially going through mental health and, and yeah. everyone's, you know, after leaving the pandemic, everyone's focused so much more on mental health and mental health journeys. And, you know, we're, we're a much m- nicer and, and more evolved uh, society. Trust me, we are. I promise. I swear. Um, you know, but it's, okay. it's really, 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 really interesting where I will say the second time mm-hmm. you think you watch the movie, you're even more captivated because the twist that, that, that you put in there, mm-hmm. you know, you have to rethink the entire movie. Yes. Um, and that's, that's something that, that I just, it totally blew me away. And I'm not just saying that cause like, I know you as a human, I'm saying that as <laughs> an actual fan of art and theater. Um, it, it, it definitely took me by surprise and made me rethink a whole lot of things. Um, and I, I wish I want, like, we're going to have you on again when people have already seen the movie. And we're gonna yes. talk all about it and like Absolutely. break it down that way. This way we can let that demon out of me. But right now I'm like, oh, <laughs> and so we're gonna close. have a Q and A that day as well. We're gonna talk oh, about perfect. it. Uh, and perfect. because this is a short film, you know, this isn't a 90 minute. This is a 25 minute uh, film. It feels longer, I promise. Um, <laughs> we we didn't want to just do the uh, come in, watch the film, goodbye. Like um, the whole thing is an experience now. Uh, we we got four hours at this spot, so you know we we put a program together where just the first hour and a half is gonna be uh, networking, creator, and uh, sponsor mixer. So that's uh, and and it's everybody general admission VIP. Everybody gets right. to be part of this. There's no exclusion. Um, they uh, and you know we're gonna have business to business, business to consumer, just the real networking. Um, and it's gonna include a lot of the people that were part of the uh, crowdfunding. Part of the people that bought tickets to be here, part of the right. people that sponsor businesses. So it's like a reunion of those people responsible for the film in so many little ways. So uh, that's going to be a great reintroduction or introduction or just reunion of all those people that work with each other before uh, that are directly connected to the film. Right. Again, whether it's from the beginning as a sponsor, location provider, uh, all the way to the people who never got a chance to say donate, but now they're paying to come watch it, which is you know, it's, right. it's amazing. So um, that first hour is going to be very meaningful because that is the, what we're preaching here. We got this done with no outside resources. We don't have to get we don't have to hire a New York firm to do anything. Mostly downtown businesses are sponsoring. Uh, you know, mostly Shaw and Bridgeport, um, uh, the house in Bethany, of course, because it was the size and the type of house that we needed was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure we had a, a lot more time. We would have found a location in Bridgeport, but overall, it's a very, very community-based film that uh, is, is going to help us show. One of the goals uh, is to show that it is a profitable uh, venture. Uh, so you know, we we at the business end, we really want to have that after the premiere, after the life cycle of the film, the premiere, a couple more screenings, we're going to have a good profit and loss sheet to show 
the ins and outs and you know as in any business like hey this is an this is what we want to do we need to do more it takes money but it comes back right which is right. people want to, that's what really ultimately investors want to hear uh, and just anybody that's going to have any kind of faith or put any eggs in any basket when it comes to creative stuff mm -hmm. it's that is profitable or that it can make you whole and that is not just a big big financial hole that swallows money and you never see it back because that's the right. the problem with creative stuff is like always the financial conversation is where where people lose their mojo because me just giving out quotes sometimes people you can see it in their face is like oh man and then they just stop right even though they there's so many ways now that I'm helping people to raise money. I I I never raised money before, like I said to you guys before. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I was able to really raise a, a good amount of money. First time ever using my resources, mostly Facebook, mostly people locally based. So, and I'm sharing this with people too. Like you know, I'm gonna yeah. share that with more people that day. But like when I talk to people, when I talk to new clients or anybody that mm -hmm. wants to hire me, I'm like, look, this is the platform I use. You can raise money. For your project, so you don't, so you don't have to stop uh, 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 the conversation and the financing part, or also mm -hmm. you can you can continue to write and develop your stories without worrying about like damn I don't got it or I don't want to really put up my life savings for something right because it's a risky thing anyway. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's going to be a great mixture of all those people involved. Then we're going to show the film. I, I, I am working on a series. I have an episode that I'm going to probably show a teaser and talk about it as well. Okay. Uh, with cool. the actors from left. So I, I, we filmed two episodes before. Uh, I don't want to make any promises, but I do want to show something that day uh, to show the actors and their other involvement and their other, other characters they can play. Um, after that Q&A where we can talk about process, the, you know, all the way from crowdfunding to the scenes and mm -hmm. technique and the writing part, which I'm, probably going to start a class on just how to get off the ground and really teach yourself and fall in love with screenplay uh, format writing so that you can always be ready, right, to, for the next step. Um, and then we're going to do a couple of minutes of deep compression, like 45 minutes after we see the film so that we can hang out, take pictures with your favorite actor, whoever had the most impact with you. Hmm. Then at five, we're going to have a, a after-party uh, uh, karaoke on Main, which... It's right now the name is uh, Boulevard Karaoke right downtown Bridgeport. Okay. Uh, the new brand name is going to be Karaoke on Main, but it's the same place. That's what the after party is. Nice. Yes. Nice. All right. So you got all, all of this and karaoke. Absolutely. You can't beat it. You can't beat so, it at all. So now, 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 you know, obviously we could talk about the film, but let's talk about the important stuff here. What's your karaoke go to? <laughs> I don't really do karaoke like that. They don't have the Spanish mariachi songs that I know. So, you know, barely. <laughs> I got to be in Houston. Now, when I'm in Houston, they have what I want. And then, I, I you know, and then nobody see me again. I go back to my hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I just. Oh, so, man. I just, see, I hear I was hoping it was like. See, when I'm in Houston, I'm. Oh, Eduardo. man. He brought the hat out. He brought the hat. When I'm in Houston, I'm Eduardo. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> For many purposes. <laughs> <laughs> Only That's a few awesome. we can talk about on the show. <laughs> facts on that. Definitely facts factual on that. You did mention a series though. Um Definitely. is it gonna be a continuation of the but the great piece of art that we've seen, or is it gonna deal with the same concept just in different storylines? 
for your series. So boom. Uh the the film left also serves as a pilot, right? Now mm-hmm. that uh we have to let it complete its cycle because that's a conversation whether it's an investor or yeah or we, we start seeing a return that that says continue. There's a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. Every character in the movie has their own um path, right? Yeah, and they course, all yeah. deal with uh substance abuse, mm-hmm. mental illness, and the gray area between those two. Mm-hmm. Then uh, but those need a lot more attention. Of course. Uh, all right. The the series I'm working on, it is mental health based, mm-hmm. but it's, it's one of episodes, right? Mm-hmm. I am using my cast. I'm just giving them very, very different um, roles. They okay. might overlap here and there. Um, mm-hmm. There is some overlapping. <clears throat> it could be, you could say it's the same universe, okay. but the actors are playing different mm-hmm. people. So American Horror Story, in a way. Oh, um, they I don't, like that. They don't I like that play, a lot. Right. So it's kind of like, you can put them in the same universe because there's the 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 package store, mm-hmm. the the one of the who ended up being an actor in it. Uh, um, my 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 alcohol dealer, right? he uh <laughs> he's one of the partners <laughs> at the store, and he he opened that door to us, no problem. As long as you have having insurance helps a lot, right? When you're doing production, because it really gives them peace of mind. Yeah. So he, you know, we we use that too. It's almost like a very recognizable part. Okay. Left. <clears throat> but um. And the series, like I said, I have three scripts. Uh, what I did is I wrote one for the lead character, right? Uh, it's about a guy who, you know, he's just, you know, can't do no no good. He's just messing up a lot. Uh, and then he starts losing it because mm-hmm. of something he did. Uh, so it's like a little bit of like schizophrenia, paranoia, that kind mm-hmm. of mental illness. But they all go towards the suspense slash scary, right? Right. Uh, then I also challenge anybody in my cast who wants to write to write a screenplay, mm. seven pages, mm. two to three locations, so we wouldn't have to go raise money. Right. And uh, and then I will shoot it. You know, we'll be partnering up in it, okay. um, so that I can put a series. And then I'm not the only writer because it is time consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, and for example, Maria, who plays Gina. She she was the one that she never wrote a screenplay before. Yeah. She followed directions. She went and used the program, learned how to do it, which is pretty, you know, seven components. Right. And she was the first one to submit it. And it's one of the first uh, ones I filmed aside the one I wrote. And yeah, so this series is based on mental health moments. Okay. Maria, for example, wrote about an actual based in real life about a relationship with one of her sons. Mm. And 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 she was very open to talk about it. We added some scenes to give a context and not villain, you know, villainize him because it is about right. what mental illness can do and relationship strains and stuff like that. So hers is very based in real life. We spiced it up a little bit to make mm-hmm. it right. uh, there's more of a is this happening or not? But it really did happen to her, and it was you know you guys will see it when you see it. But it's a very 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 amazing and. Um, then I have a third one by the, the the special effect makeup artist who turned one of my characters into an eighty year old. Okay, she wrote something mm-hmm. crazy that wow. uh, because of the premiere I haven't been able to shoot yet. But there's there's something uh, there's a lot. So I, once I have at least five episodes, I might do a premiere of all of them. Like mm. I, now that I got a relationship, I decline. We'll do a premiere, mm-hmm. have people show up. Because it's really about pulling the community together. Of course. Uh, showing it in the big screen, giving people an opportunity to be seen mm-hmm. outside of their makeup and out of their acting rags. Into like, <laughs> you know, just give them that experience of being celebrated. And then we'll put it on some streams. And we want to 
uh, work on more direct to consumer ways. I always relied on uh, Prime uh, because it is they make it easy, mm -hmm. right? They don't have no red tape, no politics. You just gotta have quality control, but they keep most of your bread. So mm -hmm. right. um, my my partner Sheldon, he's working because he is into IT okay. website building. That's his bag. He's working on a way for me to have an easier direct to consumer for my content. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, and like you know, the VIP, uh, 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 the the VIP ticket for left comes with uh, access to that, to my old content, the content that they might not have seen, um, and it's direct. You know, it's no going through Amazon or anything like that. So we get a but more yeah. understanding yeah. of your work. That's awesome. Yes, that's really awesome, That's brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, before I get to easy, just uh, break it down to me like I'm a student. Uh, what are the most important concepts when it comes to screenwriting? Uh, treat to me like I'm just going into your class right now. Right. Hold on. Somebody's calling me. Oh, and I'm it happens. Right. It does happen. So so getting people to screenwrite is a challenge. Yeah. So what I usually have to do is um, convince people that I'm not going to read if you send it to me longhand. Okay. I'm like, they're not, like I'm not, uh, I'm being Hollywood, right? But not really, because I can't, can't like I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna struggle through it. Mm -hmm. Meaning my 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 reading, I gotta be able to read a screenplay, which is pretty much a a uh um a blueprint mm -hmm. of how you're gonna move forward. Mm -hmm. And because money and cost is what 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 really dictates if you're gonna move forward or not. When when you send it to me longhand, there's no way for me to tell you, hey. This is gonna cost you this because it's this many days. Right. I need a screenplay because from mm -hmm. that I can I can organize it and do and you know without having to charge you for the service, mm -hmm. do a light schedule to kind of get a look of like how much is this gonna take, how much work is this gonna take, what are you not thinking about this thing right here, you're gonna need to give it a half a day just because of what you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. These two so. Scheduling is what dictates how many days, how many hours in the day, which you try to use all of them. And that's what gives you, hey, it's, this is the day rate and this is the how many days we need. So the challenge usually is like to get people right. But back to your question, which is what the most important part about screenwriting is, um, I think it's just having a good idea of like, you remember you're telling a story. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, like the, the cinematography part, you can have ideas, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and some people want to, you can do it all. Like when I write mine, I, I, I'm thinking in two ways. I'm thinking as I'm telling the story, yeah. but I'm also refining the cinematography, the action Yeah, shot. That, that's the part I was trying to get into. Yeah, you, right. you answered it right for me. Mm -hmm. It's really writer, hard to get from vision to paper. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, from paper to paper really vision, right? So mm -hmm. um, you, you got to worry about telling the story first. Uh, mm -hmm. Like whose story you're going to tell? What is the conflict you're going to show for this person? And how are you going to make them? the center of your story, not just by showing them more, but like get people to be like, what's going on with this person? And I, I like him. I dislike him. I wouldn't do what he's doing. or I, I would do exactly what he's doing and get people to take that walk with them. Right. Uh, and then you got to come back and re, you know, work on, you know, more like refining your cinematography, which is okay. Walking in. Mm -hmm. uh, well, me and Chris worked on, uh, we're still working on, and then we kind of have to get back to auditioning, but uh, and his is uh, uh, it's not a scary film, but it, it you know he he knew the dialogue because that's his bag, mm -hmm. right? As a writer, and then we just went back and revisited the cinematography. Like, okay, they should walk in. What's happening here, mm -hmm. right? 
people just right. don't pop up in the kitchen, right? Like mm. that's when I came in and came back with like, okay, comes to the door, where's wife at, uh, or where the girl at? The girls at this other room. So we got to make sure the dialogue specifies that it's a voiceover because you're not gonna, you're only gonna hear them. Mm -hmm. So it gives you it's a blueprint. So it's right. But the main component is, who are you gonna tell a story or not? Are you gonna tell the story of this person and what they're about to go through? Are you catching them right before they get to like a different part of their life? Mm -hmm. Are you showing what led them to go to a different part of their life? So that that's really it. Just like stop worrying about what camera I have yet. Don't worry about if I can get you actors. Don't worry right. if, if if you know we can put it on Prime right away. Like, mm -hmm. do you have a story or do you just want to do this to do it? Because a lot of people don't have anything. They have no story. They don't have a that's, they don't have a story. They can't give you a simple story. It's just uh... oh, this is the guy. He sells drugs and then he gets into a shootout. Like, why is he into a shootout? Oh, I don't know. He just does. It's like yeah, you gotta break it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like bring some drama. You know. Make it the last day he was gonna sell drugs and he just happened to get into a shootout that day. Damn, that sucks for him. Like make people feel something, right? So it's it's really telling a story just from the most like basic form. And I'm not really based right now. I'm kind of like really unprofessional. I should have said three minutes ago, but I was listening to this great information. Tell me on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. So that <laughs> that that was a miss on my mic. I was beyond basic. I was not even basic at all on my profession, but. Um, you said <laughs> seven pages now from paper to vision. Like how long is that for a scene? Like two to three minutes, seven pages. We talking like 30 seconds, like, or does it vary between what you're trying to bring to the audience? Uh, I mean, the, the, the rule of thumb and it's not yeah. perfect, but it's pretty on point is a, a page, a minute per page, a, mm, a screenplay okay. page mm -hmm. translates to about a minute. If it's cinematography heavy, yeah. Um. You just gotta shoot with that in mind, so you can okay. always extend it. Uh. Is you if if you have a page and when you film it, you know you only get forty seconds, but it was good forty seconds. That's fine. But you you don't really count. It's just a rule of thumb. Okay. Right. Because mm -hmm. you can have a a ten page script that has one location. I can probably pull that off in a day, filming wise. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you have a ten page script with five locations. That adds an average of three to four hours traveling. The twenty minutes here, thirty minutes there, forty minutes there, it ends up adding up. So then you got to do a day two, um, and loading and uploading. So it really, that's why you need a screenplay because you can create a really, really simple schedule and really lay it out on your day or the week, and it tells you you're gonna need this many days and this many things. So it does depend, but it, but the actual writing to final screenplay. I mean, the mm -hmm. final showing, it is roughly about a minute per page. So, you know, as for seven to 10 pages, mm -hmm. we aim it for seven to 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes perfect yeah. sense. Definitely. Yeah. Easy. I know, I know you're turning red right now, or it could be the camera filter. So please, <laughs> please let everyone know what's on your mind. No, first of all, it's definitely the camera filter. Um, <laughs> second, 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 no, this, it, it's just super, super interesting because like, me being, um, how do I, how do I, how do I, how do I phrase this? Uh, me being know. as creatively free as I am and someone who, you know, kind of like, I don't have a particular creative style I want to be in. Right. I just want to create, um, sitting down and listening to like the process of, 
writing a screenplay, something that I've thought about doing a million and a half times over. Mm -hmm. But, you know, then it's really it's sitting down and it's formatting it and it's understanding, you know, what is what is a conversation and what is a scene? And, you know, um, something that a lot of people would struggle with. So I'm telling you, definitely go forward with the screenwriting course. It's uh, $59.95. You know, this way it goes backwards and forwards. It's the same thing. Um, it's an ambigram. Yeah, it's an ambigram because the Illuminati. All right, for real. That too. <laughs> you know, Could be. Got to make sure we're paying tribute. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but you know, as you are, you know, moving forward with with these next projects and and different things, you know, what is this it now? Is, is film your whole world or will there be more music video aspects of it will there be more you know different sides or is this just who you are now and we just have to deal with you <laughs> so <laughs> i mean i i want the film to become sustainable so it can be the only thing i do you know like some other projects a year uh but i, I mean I, i'm still a freelancer i still offer my services Mm-hmm. Whether it's coming in as director, DP, a combination, uh, editing in some of the packages, uh, and that includes film, but uh, it still includes music videos, uh, commercials, documentaries. Um, I just finished a eight uh, mini uh, series with a uh, uh, colorful Bridgeport DSSD, uh, which is the Bridgeport's like downtown. This like this like effort to revitalize. You know, they're rep- responsible mm-hmm. for all the all the murals all that stuff they have a budget and they, they they manage it to do stuff like that so i pitched them this idea to do eight episodes and talk about one specific thing about uh, each business in downtown not all of them but eight of them uh and it works so i plan on doing more stuff like that but you know this is what pays the bills right um so yeah mm-hmm. you're gonna see music videos as long as it's fine and um that right. that that is changing, you know. That that technology is changing a lot of that. I mm-hmm. have my niche clients, and you know, I, I have my style and the way I do it, and what I provide. I have my set clientele for that. But until I'm doing like five shorts, right, and I know they're gonna come back, uh, you know, and 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 you know, I'm gonna be able to from there, you know, pay my bills and continue to mm-hmm. upgrade equipment and stuff. Then, then I will might have to start thinking about getting someone to do the music videos, um, you know. Which at that point it won't be that that tough because I will have to use a lot of different people for different th- things. If I'm that busy with film, that right. I will have people at hand to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, people hire me because I'm directing the, the the video and I'm part of the process. So it's hard to hand that off to anybody because that's not that's one of the reasons right. people hire me because they want to work with me mm-hmm. uh but at some point mm-hmm. you know film is going to take the priority but yeah you will see some more music videos um in commercials again i'm trying to get more stuff with municipalities um the corporate world looks a little different now than it did 10 years ago mm. um you know we got mm-hmm. millennials that are actually making decisions on paycheck you know write the checks now uh, you know, I, I avoided corporate for a long time because it was a bunch of dinosaurs who were just mm-hmm. not really worth dealing with for the prices they were paying. Um, 
corporate pays a little higher, but they ask you for three times the work. So it's, it's, it, you, it's it, it starts becoming sustainable. But the people that are right. actually representing companies now are my age or younger, and they're a little more, they, they're in tune with what's done, how it can be done, they have ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you don't have to talk to 10 people about one thing. They have a better way to delegate. Um, so it's get, I'm getting friendlier with the corporate world, but it's still not my favorite because it's very, right. It, it, it's not the most creative field is, you know, unless you're doing commercials for high end company, you know, and there's a big campaign, it's very straight. Talk to the camera. Here's what I got to say. And you try to get us creative, but th- that's why music videos, commercials that we write mm-hmm. from the ground are, are more my bag. Mm, right. Okay. That's yeah, up honest. Now, now, hold on, hold on. I, I heard, I heard this magical word. Of what was the magical word? Documentary. Documentary. <laughs> documentary. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pitch it on air because I have a horrible idea for that amazing documentary. Horrible <laughs> idea for an amazing documentary. Go ahead, ahead. You, you heard me. You heard me. You heard I mean, me. look, right, look, look. I'm just want to make sure I heard the right thing. <laughs> right. So, I am going to be making it my mission. Mm-hmm. to get Shane Penguin's new album in the hands of Kevin Smith. But what I want to do is I want to document me going to his theater like every day and standing outside, holding up my phone, blasting the record over my head, dressed like Silent Bob. And, you know, obviously we'll call the right people and you know you get all that kind of stuff. But I think it's such a horribly amazing idea that <laughs> it, it'll make us millions of dollars. And you want to document that process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, why not? I say go for it. As long as you have a treatment structure and how you want to glue it all together, that's what matters. Because that's the thing with documentary. You still got to have a story. It's true. Um, I agree. It's, it's a true. little more work because you have to collect footage, but you still got to put it together to have a narrative, including your, um, you know, your, your voiceover and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it all needs a story and needs to walk you through some emotional changes. And, um, you know, it, I wouldn't, I don't know how long you're going for. I really don't think about time. I just want to write something that has something, some finality yeah. to it. Um, but it's not, it's crazy until it works, right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> exactly. Original is good. Uh, any anything that that's not and this is like you're up right up alley with your personality, so it's not a a trolling attempt, right? Like so, right. it's a genuine thing, like an idea. So I I would say if you want to document it, um, obviously a lot of it you have to do on your own. Uh, that's sure. the good thing about documentary right. work. I mean, if you watch a lot of these Netflix documentaries, they're definitely um, uh, it's, they're beautifully shot, right? So that's a plus. Uh, but for documentaries, that, that's not a deal breaker to me. I think it's documentary catching real stuff. You get away with having not the best footage, but it's like sometimes right. you can't have someone there 24-7. Uh, the, you know, you can't pay someone's rate 24-7 to maybe capture right. one magical moment. So phones are still good. Small cameras, the 360 cameras are pretty popular. Um so anything to do with documentary, I will always encourage people get get it, it label it so it doesn't become a nightmare later. Uh, I would say go for it, man. I would, I would definitely. I support you too, easy. Yes, yeah, you can while you have two legs. <laughs> word, word. I, well, that's, that's the thing is, it, it's all 
Like for me, I want to try to be as creative as in many different platforms possible. It's a constant push for me. I think, yeah. you know, I just, I need the constant encouragement and, you know, uh, it's, it's all from childhood trauma, but it's fine. Oh, Lord. Um, most things are. <laughs> most things are. Most things are. It's just, yeah, the, way, hey, it's just the, way of the way of the world. I'm still, waiting, I'm still waiting for my dad to come back with that milk, man. Oh, <laughs> yo, yo, best story ever. Best story Ooh. ever. Now, you know, you know, I got, I got, I got kids. My, my, the twins are fourteen, and uh, I actually sent him, sent one of my guys up to the corner to go get milk. I remember this. And he looked me and Preston dead in the eyes and says, "Oh, this means I don't got to come back." <laughs> yo, <laughs> wow, it was well played. It was definitely wow. well played. Yeah. It was wow. 14 years old. He was quick. Whew. Wow. My friend yeah, Izzy talked about accidents, um, actually like horrible things turn into good ideas. Um, what were some of the best accidents to happen on set or while filming? would be like, yo, I can use that for the film. I can use that for this project. That's stuff that was not originally planned or that you can tell. So, I mean, this project was... We, I mean, for for the amount of the big cast we had and the locations mm-hmm. we had, I don't. We, I guess, we were really, really prepared that we didn't have anything too much out of control. Yeah, I think the only thing that was um, that that kind of worked for us was the house location. We we there was, it was eighteen hours of mm-hmm. filming, right? Yeah, eleven a.m. to like almost six a.m. the next day, Oof. and uh, <laughs> we. The scenes were usually when you shoot, you shoot per location. Yeah, you try to do it chronologically, but sometimes just logistics are you. You gotta shoot the scenes all over the place. So we started out like that, but then there was a long stretch where they were pretty chronological. Uh, we just had to keep an eye on. You know, there was three stages to the character: shirt, beater, and then um, yeah. and, and no shirt, unbuttoned shirt, and beater, and those were kind of cues. Right. Where in this hierarchy of reality he was in, however, he he you know we, we try to keep a clean set and I, you know people do what they're gonna do but there's you know sometimes course, yeah. people you know them and I know I, I drink but I can't drink when I work because I just I get too happy and then everything <laughs> looks good to me and then it's like yeah this is dope but so I can't be good at it um so I just don't right so and I know I have my main actor took a real shot. And I was like, oh, I hope we don't gotta do this too much because then you get you drink and then you get tired and then you get and then yeah. you lose the character. He didn't though. Uh it helped, right? And it put him right in the place where he was supposed to because he was annoyed a little bit, right? I was annoyed a little bit. I was like, uh, oh, he's supposed to take iced tea, not the real drink. Um, uh, just to, because it was already five in the morning. Uh, if I only drink mm. one shot at five in the morning, I'm going to sleep. So yeah, it helped because we and watching back during, I was like, this actually works. Let's see how it looks later. And it really worked. He he was losing his mind in that scene anyway. Mm. He was a recovering alcoholic, the, the character himself. Yeah. And he'd have one drink. Well, you know, one bottle, but it's one drink. Yeah, yeah we get <laughs> uh, it. And it put him back <laughs> in a place where he didn't, you know, he it, which he couldn't even it's like, am I questioning my reality or is this the effects of alcohol again? Mm. right so it's that mm-hmm. area where like how much stuff do you ignore if you're under the influence a lot right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i was annoyed because at the logistics side i'm like don't get drunk too happy because then you're gonna start telling jokes 
is gonna be like messing up the line. I'm like, but yeah. what it did is it put it, it really put him in that place. So now he was really, you know, it was nice, but that character came right through and it, and it really worked. So it's not an accident. It was like, if it, if it was up to me, no one would have had no drinks because we were supposed to be working. And I know yes. how we get. We start joking. Mm-hmm. We start not seeing our mistakes. We start mm-hmm. thinking everything's beautiful. But when, and then we right. look at the footage and it's not. Our continuity starts suffering, mm-hmm. but honestly, when he, he he drank at the right time, he took that shot, couple shots at the right time, right. <laughs> uh, because when those scenes came and he was in that moment, he was supposed to be having second thoughts about the drink. He was on the phone with his sister that he never see, and that you know the the, the 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 I started messing with the effects a little bit, making making yep. the, the 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 lens a little uh, spherical. These are all you know quick after effects. I don't really do a lot of that, but I wanted to show that he was questioning his time, his line. So that wasn't an accident, but it was a a, a good thing that he went there. It mm. worked out well, and it looks great, and it's really believable because he did have a few. Yeah. Yep. That's, that, that, that's what. That's <laughs> yes, what yes. Bob Ross. That's what Bob Ross calls a happy accident. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like got my mom's happy accident. I was, you stole my line. I was literally going to say, and that's actually what my mom's pet name was for me. Um, oh, Lord, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's on now. We we, we have crossed every barrier. No, but it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just so super important, you know, mm-hmm. as you continue to chip away at the, these, you know, different, you know, mental health issues and, and, and stuff like that. Right. You're giving it a real human face. Mm-hmm. Um, that is so so real. It is real. You know, Good. is it because of you know you dealing with it um, up close and personal, as per you know, with your grandmother, or is this you did the research? Did you yeah, like really we're like doing the research on WNHHL one hundred three point five FM New Ooh, Haven, myself, so Preston, smooth. and. My partner in crime, who I just interrupted. His name is E. That was a e. good one. Blues. He is here with us. We got Escobar. He's with so us. smooth, Escobar man. On, He's on, smooth. on the show. On the show. I can't say <laughs> behind. On the show. <laughs> on the show. <laughs> on our great show that we have on uh, WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Go mm, ahead, Easy. Mm, let's, let's do this. It's not about I us. I can't wait. It's you not know, about us. It's I'm not gonna, about I'm us, gonna, Easy. I'm going to speak on it it's one day. It's not about us. Speak on it I'm one day, but I'm going to speak on, it, on it today. It's not about us. It's about Ooh. this man who is below us on the electronic screen. His name is Edwin me? Escobar. He is above us, sir. I mean, you <laughs> know what I mean. I don't want to go there. You know what I mean? I'm right behind you. There you go. Oh, So research-wise... Um, ideally, oh. like, I so you know, if we do go into a series or if we go into you know a feature film for whatever reason, and there's a real true budget, like a Hollywood budget, right? Yeah, I would definitely uh consult with a uh well known, uh, not well known, but like someone sees in, a, in the psychological, psychiatric community who's dealt with it. Uh, it's I took some freedoms because a lot of stuff we don't know. Even the experts don't know, right? We know it's a physical decay. You know, your brain just stops making connections again. And then it has little pockets of, which is, I guess, the loops of where you get stuck and you start remembering people that are dead, right? Um, 
But I got a lot of face-to-face work, like just understanding all the advice and stuff with my grandma for like three to four years since she started showing really, really bad signs. Um, but it, 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 and I, that's why I say this is my assumption of what it must feel like um, right. because no one comes back from that, right? Not yet. Right. I know you can't generate the brain and again once you start losing it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. And it's even for someone that has losing moments, it's hard to explain. It's just like blacking out. It's just not something. So I took liberties in, in what I think happens, you know, I think you just get stuck in, in the past. You start you misfiring and you can you making connections in different places in your brain, mm-hmm. which then triggers the hey, is that Martha? Like Martha's been dead for 10 years. Like no. and then just you know parents can get when you when you when you live with them or by my grand you know grandparents or anyone it could be your sister anybody sometimes it feels like they're just getting older and just like you know rebellious but like that that's when that's another challenge like knowing when when is the disease or when it's just age mm-hmm. so my grandmother used right. to hide eggs in the drawer and that was twelve years ago wow. That was a sign. We missed it. We missed it like I missed the bus. Like, it just, it was just like, she's getting old. I'm like, maybe, you know, back in Colombia, we don't put eggs in the fridge. No. We rationalize these things, right? Gotcha. Um, she would, uh, she stopped eating meat, and it wasn't because she went vegan. Mm. Uh, it was this weird, she would never told us she stopped eating it. She would hide it in, like, napkins. It, like, the Seinfeld episode with the mutton. She will mm-hmm. hide it in napkins and put it away, and, and then you'll find it in her coat. Like, what? it'll start, like, oh, and we were goodness. like, oh, Grandma, what are you doing? You're getting old. And they were seldom, and then they were, then they were not. And then it was, like, forgetfulness. Mm-hmm. For us, we had a, a, a she had a, a fall that, you know, she had to have surgery. Mm-hmm. And because she had kind of dementia-ish behavior, they they sat us down and said, okay, she's not gonna be the same after surgery at her age. Mm-hmm. She she had surgery at ninety eight, so for right. oh broken hip. That I look at stuff like that. Like if she didn't have that fall, she would have wandered into the streets mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the dementia was coming. Now the the anesthesia, right? They right. because of the effects at her age, they were like, it's gonna speed up her dementia by by four x, like. Four times faster, right? So in my head, I'm like, damn, she would have lived a lot longer, but she would have been on dialysis by now. Mm-hmm. And then she would have been one of those people that would run off and then you, like, which, and I hope I'm not oversharing, because he shared it with, with another interview. Uh, yeah. Sheldon's father passed away from dementia as well mm-hmm. uh, last year. And mm-hmm. he did have to deal with wondering. He had to deal with police calling him too many times. Like, hey, is this your father? Yeah, we found him in the sparking lot. Right. Stuff like that. So um, I got a lot of conversations with, because I was the one always talking. My mom was the main t- caretaker, but I'm the one that speaks English in the family. <laughs> he didn't have a joke for that one. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I don't want to even see the look on his face. I know he was. <laughs> He's trying to be respectful. So like, uh, like you guys be all unprofessional of... and make it hard for me over here. <laughs> So I got a lot of, uh, like, just real-life underground experience that I didn't have to do much research. So um, but there was a moment where I went to do a music video in a, in a retirement home, and I just happened to walk by, mm-hmm. and there was, a, like, the door was open. I'm pretty sure there's a violation in there somewhere. 
but the sh the lady was like in a chair, just facing the wall. There wasn't a picture or TV or nothing there. So I'm like, mm. she wasn't showing anything, right? But in my head, right. I'm like, them. I wonder if if she's reliving a really good moment, like a happy moment with her kids, right. the prairie somewhere, no work, just throwing rocks into a pond, or is she reliving like a terrible uh, time in her life, you know, abuse? Because what if that was on loop, right? Like right. you can even right. have a relooping of some great, which is heaven, or have a relooping in your head of like because at the end of the day, whatever's in your head, whatever's happening, that's your reality. So that's that was like visually is what gave me the idea for the movie. I was because I was with with the right. main actor. He was just right. He was my psychic that day, mm -hmm. and I was like, damn! Imagine you you go visit somebody in the hospital. And then you can't leave. You're the one in the hospital. And then that right. it developed into, okay, it should be the sun, it should be this. And I wrote it with him in mind. Um, but yeah, this was 2022, no, 2021. No, I'm sorry, 2022, about October. And I wrote it December. And then we went hit the ground running, hit the ground running this January, mm -hmm. March, thing, and now here we are. Mm. Well, you also did all the crowdfunding, which was amazing. Yeah. First time and it worked really well, man. I recommend it. Highly recommend it. I lost all my little, my little shame and like, how can I jump on people's inboxes? Because I'd be talking junk about people that <laughs> want you to join their, you know, master class and stuff like that. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, you know, because a lot of stuff looks predatory to me, and and, and I yeah. never see, I never see the results. I never mm. see nothing get done, right? Uh, and I've done crowdfunding with like the platforms you're familiar with. And there's no coaching. There's nobody helping you. It's just something. I mean, unless you're dying and you need money for a coffin, it's really hard to raise money. Mm. And, right. you know, that's what they really use for, for like pity moments and, um, you know, stuff like that. But I, in my head, I was very pessimistic at first. I was like, nobody, like I'm going to go ask for money from a crappy movie. I'm good. Like, you know, <laughs> I know consumers. Right. I know people. Um, like, you want me to help you do your little movie? Like, that's that's my living in your head and and thinking, but when you lose that, like it, it became a popularity contest. Like the way mm -hmm. the platform helped me set it up is like you take a picture of the person, or you take their profile picture, you put the the, the that they help, a big personalized thank you, and then like everything else on social media it became about it. But also there was like I say like two or three percent of people donated because they saw that somebody did it before them that they knew right which is great i mean they did yeah. it to help they were grateful i know i think i know a hundred percent of the people that put money in mm. i think I, I i don't i think there might have been a few strangers that i don't recognize the emails i'm like who's this person uh and i emailed them like thank you i don't recognize the email and then they were like you're welcome <laughs> and they still didn't tell me who they were uh <laughs> But most of them that's because they they were the petty people, you know. They were the pet. They were the, they were people like, oh, the Joneses donated. I'm I can't I can't not donate because the Joneses <laughs> donated. So I'm gonna donate yeah, yeah. now. So, but, but that you know what? That's mess the over them Joneses. That's yeah. the psychology of so those were the petty votes. Yeah, but they they helped. That's money that went to do to 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 get the locations. They went into everything, you know, involved. You know, insurance. Um, you know catering you know feeding mm. people um but yeah it was a uh, it, it worked so once now i know that it works 
I'm just waiting to finalize and I'm I'm gonna use it as much as I can. Uh, it works. It definitely works. Hmm. And I'm telling everybody go use it. Go use it. <laughs> um, their story is uh is amazing too. It's a couple from Hollywood. Okay. They're based in Los Angeles. They have a studio and they want to help the under uh represented Latino and black, you know, brown and black black and brown uh -huh. talent that usually gets underpaid and Interesting. too stereotypical roles. Yeah. But they because they understand what they're up against, they also have uh that crowdfunding platform. Mm -hmm. Which they, if you're local, they hopefully you spend some of that money in their studio. Like everything else, they do collect a fee when you at the end, like three point five, which is, I mean, it's free money, right? Right. Um, so yeah. that's their incentive to make money and but help, and they're very helpful. But they will. There's, there's a thirty day campaign, and every day there's an exercise you can push to to maximize your donations. Mm. Like they were calling me, like I owe them money. <laughs> they were like, we really gotta get on the phone. Like I'm like yeah I'm gonna do like uh, I'm gonna do a couple of dinners and have people donations like that don't work please take this <laughs> I'm gonna tell you how we're gonna do it so you know and not so many words if you if you understand social media yeah. and you patch the yeah. algorithm because you don't you're not writing it you can only assume you understand it uh, right. but they have a good understanding on how it works how 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 to talk to people about your project and I redid the video I had a nice better resolution video and she was like that video makes it look like you don't need the money take it down let's do something different <laughs> grab your phone i know you hate phones it's in photography <laughs> grab your phone and talk to the people like you were doing a lot and that stuff works because they, it, it, it's more genuine look it's broke. more genuine look right? so so yeah but i highly recommend it so support our story.com support our story.com yeah um before we uh go off because time is running very thin it's um, always what stories do you want to tell i mean you, you went to the world of horror you went with comedy right. um you did some drama um what do you want to touch because you seem like a man who wants to touch everything when it comes to just <laughs> storytelling and Pudding. all that like no. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this doesn't come back and haunt me 12 years later. Yeah. No. <laughs> it is a man that likes to touch everything. And I say, hey, everything. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, hold on, hold on. But not in a Weinstein way. Not, 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 not in that kind of way. way. No. I like not. to touch on. Oh, my God. Oh, God. God. Uh, I'm just oh. shutting up. This, this, this answer's ah. yours. So, I, uh, <laughs> so I do, like, as far as me writing it, I definitely have, yeah. I think my niche is going to definitely stay with. Um, you know, I like my least favorite genre is suspense and scary because it's so repetitive. It's cookie cutter. And again, there's always the kid with the family that just moved into a house in Connecticut and the kid sees things and for some reason wants to make friends with these things and no one leaves or moves out after like I'm leaving. Right, right. Some, so it, it's not relatable to me. Um, and it's always, um, it's always either the demonic or paranormal. I have my 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 reservations on, on what what really is like mm -hmm. out of our realm and it's a lot of nonsense. I don't buy into it that heavy. And it just doesn't scare me. It doesn't make me question anything. It's just like, oh, where are the jump scares? Oh, that was dope. All right, done. Yeah. So because <laughs> of that, I wanted to do something and I wanted to really stay on mental illness, substance okay. abuse, and everything mm -hmm. in between. Because they go hand in hand. 
Yeah. So okay. again, you know, you can be living a nightmare in your head and no one would know your reality is your reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to tell those stories, not from the outside, but from the inside of the person's head. So they, so, so people can at least get an idea. Like even, even if, if, if I was to walk and say easy shoes, he's, he's, um he's been conditioned to be who he is today through his life experience. Right. He's 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 learned to deal with his memories, traumas. So it's easy, no fun intended. <laughs> but if I was to have to be in his head, I, I, I you know I might jump off a building. I'm and I'm just assuming, not because I know anything, but because it's just your own, right? Right. And that's what happens right. with mental illness. You don't own your own. Like your memories can fail you. You can actually right. start creating traumas that weren't there, but they mm-hmm. have the same effect physiologically on your stress levels your hormones like this is this has real effects in the physical mm-hmm. world um and your brain is a physical thing it's just we don't understand it fully like as much as we know ai and all that like you know how this is still the most like co- the fastest computer in the world is your brain mm-hmm. but it can yep. lie to you right so mm-hmm. that's the thing that was fascinating to me it's like instead of exploring infinity from zero to infinity right i want to explore the infinity between zero and it's always gonna be that fraction, oh, okay. fraction, fraction, fraction. Right. It's the in like it's in you, right? So if you don't if you're not right, you might be living in a nightmare because I often make this joke. I'm like, it's like I in my head, I, I just made a movie and I'm about to premiere it and I'm talking to people, people care about what I'm doing. But what mm-hmm. if in real life I'm I'm in a padded room banging my head in a window? Mm. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't know that. <laughs> so <laughs> You know, we only know the present, so this whole life we think is there. It might be just made up, and we might be in a loop of thinking that you have this linear life. So you start digging into that. That's way more interesting than the ghosts, no, yeah, you know, or or anything yeah. like that. Um, and again, I'm not taking it away from like people that take paranormal serious because that you have commercial versions of these things, and then you have the reality. My grandmother told me stories that are like crazy to me. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, the reality is we got cut off. <laughs> I'm I sorry. Like I'm very sorry. Um, but maybe that's that's great marketing right there. They're like, it is great that? marketing. And speaking of great happening? marketing, before we go off, promote the event. This is gonna be the first show of 2024. This is all yours, so we can get this whole thing going for you. We appreciate you, we appreciate your time. And thank you. We want more shows like this, man. We love having you on. So go right ahead. Promote left so on the first weekend of 2024. Go right ahead. This time is yours. Yes, yes. January 7th at the Klein uh, Memorial Auditorium, uh, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. is the premiere, official premiere of Left. Uh, a little bit more content we're going to share, networking, a mixer, and just come see the community that was responsible for all of this. January 7th. Definitely. Edwin Escobar, appreciate you for having us Thank on you the guys. show. Thank you, guys. Having you it. on the show. My all right, Preston guys. And it's my partner fine. in crime. Definitely. E-Z right. Blues. Peace. Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know